If you've just joined us, welcome aboard. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Come on, everybody. Here we go. A wilderness must be explored. Ohana means family. Family means nobody. Welcome to the Extra Magic Half Hour Podcast, where sibling hosts Julie and Nick talk all things Disney. Hey friends, I'm Julie. And I'm Nick. And we are the Disneylings, the Disney siblings who want to welcome you to the Extra Magic Half Hour Podcast. Yeah, and uh, this podcast is fueled by what's in our mugs. And tonight I have Kona Blend in my Mickey mug, but it says... Like the, it's the Valentine's mug that goes mm. with another mini mug. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking from um, a mug that Jess actually recently gave me. It's called Just an Ordinary Demi-Dad. You're welcome. It has uh, Mo- Moana and... Uh, Maui? Yeah, Maui. I can't believe I forgot Maui's name. Oh, man. I'm, I guess that's how tired I am right now, but... Yeah, just an ordinary demi-dad. So, it was Father's <laughs> Day recently. If you're tuning into this podcast uh, a little bit later on in the year, so happy belated Father's Day. But if you're recently listening to this and Father's Day just passed, happy Father's Day to all the dads. So, Absolutely. All the Disney dads. All the father figures, too. And uh, whoever that might be. So... we uh, we just want to shout out a couple cities. Um, I think we're going to do this a little bit more often. And for whoever who kind of, I guess, shows the most uh, listens, Columbus, Ohio, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Bourne, Texas. So if I mispronounced that last one, Texas, I'm sorry. But uh, we just want to thank you for your support and uh, your continued listening uh, to our, our podcast. So thank you so much. And it seems like you're in locations like us where you might miss Disney, so um, we're in the same boat. What are we going to talk about today, Julie? Well, today I'd like to first give a little shout out to a little local business that I found. So in our hometown, mm-hmm. and for those of you who know that I'm completely obsessed with Disney Sense, uh, they actually opened their own scent company. And uh, it's called Happily Ever After Since. And you can pick them up at the farmer's market that recently opened in our community. Or you can purchase them online. So maybe I'll post a little link in our Facebook page. So right now my house smells like uh, Starbucks on Main Street. So it's been a good week. (laughs) And... And we also want to give the opportunity to on our Facebook page, if you are a Disney creator or if you know of one, um, feel free to share that stuff on our Facebook page under the link that Julie sends. So we want to help support as many businesses as, as possible So help build our community. Um, yeah, so today we are going to Animal Kingdom. And today we're going to be looking at, in our second edition of this park, looking at just the rides. So there's a lot to cover in this episode. And um, yeah, it should be a fun one. 
it kind of feels weird talking about this um, when I've never been there in person, but I've watched enough episodes or YouTube videos and documentaries to kind of get a gist of the park. Um, but I'm excited to talk about it nonetheless, and hopefully, you know, you know, Julie can kind of level me out because she's actually been there. <laughs> I don't know about you, Nick, but I would really like to start in Africa which I know is a little farther deeper into the park because uh, the first, when you first enter the park into the oasis, um, there's not any rides there. There are some experiences which we'll talk about later and then maybe a separate episode. And next after that is Discovery Island, right? which also has really cool experiences but no ride so uh so that will also be covered in another episode so we're gonna go to africa which is quite deep into the park actually and if, yeah. if you're someone who has the ability to look at a map of magic magic kingdom <laughs> see i know i'm doing it um <laughs> animal kingdom then you'll be able to see that this park is ginormous yeah. uh, so pack so everything I've read, and I mean, every time that I've gone to, like, this is not a park where you want to wear uncomfortable shoes. Mm. Like, you have our permission even to wear socks and Crocs if you want to. <laughs> to make it the best experience for you possible. So dress comfortably, wear good shoes, and off to Africa we go. This place has some pretty awesome rides and one of my favorites is actually here mm. so let's hop on Kilimanjaro Safari which is interesting that we picked this one first Nick because if you're going to go and you want to see lots of animals you want to go in the morning first thing because that's when they feed them and if you want to kind of see the animals pulled out of their sleeping spots or, um, and they put the feeding areas in quite public, good viewing spots. So if you want to see a lot of animals, then that would definitely be my recommendation, which would be to go around this time. And Nick, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it was first kind of, well, I would say, in some aspect that when Animal Kingdom first originated, this was kind of a ride. They really wanted to showcase kind of the theme of the park in some aspect that um, kind of a, a theme of conservation and a theme of you think about, you know, the park opening on Earth Day. It's, it's very much kind of tried and true to what the park is trying to, to educate its people on, of trying to care for the land and care for the animals in it. And, um, I think that really kind of hits the head on the Kilimanjaro Safari. It opened in, on April 22nd, 1998, and it's it's very much um, a ride where you are being driven by a cast member through a lush African savanna to search for lions, elephants, giraffes, and more. Um, this this storyline has changed many times um, since it first started, um, okay. and I've. I've had the chance to kind of listen to each and every single rendition. Like some of them showed like a car chase with like poachers and eventually like, you know, obviously Disney, you know, took that out. And some sometimes, you know, 
in the earlier moments there was a dialogue between um, certain elephants and you get the but the problem with that is sometimes elephants naturally didn't appear in the ride so it's pretty hard to make a story around them so the the right. ride that, that we see now it's like more simplistic and i think okay. the cast member doesn't have to play as much of a, a crazy role in kind of acting out at certain points um, but i think it's still pretty cool pretty cool ride just to kind of be able to witness a lot of the amazing wildlife that uh, Disney kind of obviously takes care of, but uh, how they did it and in a way they did it for this ride was substantial, you know, pr right. pretty, pretty cool. That's really neat. I didn't realize that there was a history of, of the storyline. That's really cool. This, this ride, uh, the queue is outside. Mm -hmm. So just be pre mentally prepared for that. And also what's unusual about this ride so the average ride if you have no interruptions is about 22 minutes which is quite oh. a long ride for disney world yeah. and uh so what's really unique is that this ride gets disrupted a lot because if there is an animal that crosses the path of where the safari trucks can go then you will be sitting there uh, as long as it takes for the animals to move on. And I, I can't explain, but for some reason, every single time I get on this ride, and I don't know if it's because we, we typically don't fast pass this one because we go first thing in the morning. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's because I just have my coffee or, or what happens, but I always end up into like emergency bathroom mode on this ride and it's me running off the ride like you know trying <laughs> trying not to pee myself and find a bathroom after it's happened every like it has not failed like every single time i have awesome. this ride i make a mad dash afterwards it's and poor tyler like there was a time where i absolutely ditched him and I, he had no idea. I just started running. Because <laughs> uh, then you also have to deal with like the Disney bathroom lines, right? So yeah. um, make sure you use the washroom before you get on this ride, I guess is the moral of this story. But yeah. it really does feel like you are in Africa and you are on safari and you know animals can come extremely close to the car if they want to. Um, the best points of view if you're someone who's into photography or photography of animals would obviously be to the seats that are the closest to well there's no doors but the closest to the edge of either yeah. side because you're gonna see animals on either side and and you're right the cast members although they might not be doing like a skit anymore they do a really excellent job at informing you and educating you throughout right. this experience I'm pretty sure this was the ride where I where I got to learn why flamingos are pink, mm. and I didn't and I didn't realize that um, they would be a different color. <laughs> Otherwise, do you know why flamingos are pink, Nick? I don't. Or do you want to wait till you go on the ride? Uh, um, it's because sure. they eat shrimp. Oh, okay. And there's something in the shrimp that turns them pink. Cool. 
Yeah. Isn't that, like, would you have known that otherwise? Like, I thought that was just their natural color. I thought that was really that, cool. That was kind of fascinating. So if they ate, like, leaves, would they turn green? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Didn't, I didn't, I don't, <laughs> they didn't get that far. Um, um, what's, what's also really neat about this ride is the way that it's set up, like, the magic that has gone into creating this universe for you, and I know I'm probably gonna spend most of my talking on this one because I find it really is just, like Nick said, like the theming of Animal Kingdom, it's almost like it surrounds this ride really mm. of what you expect it to be. So the lions are there and then downstream from the lions are like the antelope. Right. And you're kind of sitting there like, how is this even possible? Like, how are they not going after them? And it's so amazing how the Imagineers has made it so that, like, that is the lion spot. And right. it would be very difficult in the way that they designed it for the lions to actually be able to leave their spot and go hunting. Yeah. No, but it, but it looks like though. they can. Yeah. No, that's right. So of course we had to ask a staff member and, and you know, you always get the lovely answer of like, well, it's it's the magic. Um, but one person actually got really geeky with us and kind of explained some of the Imagineering behind it. So that was, that's really yeah. cool. This ride is so well done. That's right. And, I, and it's funny that it is a ride because I would really say it's more of an experience, but of course there is the ride aspect of, of being on the truck, but so so cool highly recommend yeah and and, and and they really take you know the animal safety very seriously like if if an animal does stop and decides to take a break on on the road if a cast member drives the truck around the animal like it'd be immediate termination of that cast member like it's mm-hmm. almost you're at the mercy of the animals because like you know as much as they want you to be safe they're they're keeping the animals just as safe as as other human beings which is i think pretty cool pretty interesting at least um and um yeah it's very serious for them to to make sure that the animals are protected so right there's also another attraction there is yeah the wildlife express train uh opened in april 22nd 1998 so again another original ride and yeah. um, it was offline in 2018, 2019, but it's back. And this is the train that begins your journey to Rafiki's Island. And so it's not, you know, a ride ride, um, but it's if you have someone in your party who loves trains or you just need a break and kind of like the people mover we'll talk about that more when we talk about Magic Kingdom, but uh, it's just something that's available. Yeah, sometimes that's the best ride, right. being available. Um, we're turning to Asia now. So uh, Animal Kingdom is kind of grouped into different places, different continents. Um, that might be a bit foreign to America. Um, but the next one is Asia and Asia is actually a pretty, pretty massive, uh, continent. And here we'll find Cali river rapids. And this was, uh, first introduced to the parks in March 18th, 1999. 
Um, and it's really a, a, or an attraction that I remember specifically from those video brochure things that I signed up for <laughs> as a kid. Uh, where mm-hmm. you just see families like spinning down like a river and then getting wet and like craziness was happening. And so, you know, you travel through turbulent rivers of the jungle landscape on this wet raft ride. So I know Universal has a similar ride to this. Um, yes. And so like this isn't really kind of uncommon anymore to theme parks. But um, I think it'd be worth the go just because of it'll bring me this nostalgia feelings back from the 1999 video that I used to watch back in the day. Because <laughs> I'm assuming if that's when you watched it, that was the ride they were highlighting. Like, oh, oh yeah, man, this new ride. 100%. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this ri- <laughs> uh, this ride, you will get wet. Yes. Especially the poor soul who ends up beside the like there's like it's a it's a round circle and then obviously you need to be able to get off so there's like a step so there's almost like a missing seat so the poor souls who end up sitting beside that kind of space end up getting really drenched so poncho uh, highly recommended but even with a poncho, like I think our sneakers got really wet on this ride. And sometimes yeah. I confuse this ride with the time that I went, because there's a very similar ride in in California at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And um, me and mom and dad went on that and we, we were completely drenched from head to toe on that one. Like all of us, like our whole boat got oh, absolutely really? soaked. So That's unfortunately awesome. we did not poncho because we, that was our first Disney trip, right? Um, yeah. Before like Facebook and all that stuff. So um, if you want your best chance, trade your sneakers for your flip-flops so they don't get wet because they will never dry and wear a poncho and you will have so much fun. Mm. That's a really awesome one. Are you yeah, into water rides, Nick, like that? Or do you find it like it's too much of a pain to Depends. Get? I don't know. Like, if I'm a dizzy, I don't really, I, I'll, I'll go for it. Like, if, if my whole party wants to go on it, like, I'm not really, a, I, I, I'd go for it. But at the end of the day, if I'm prepared for it, let's do it. The next one okay. um, is one that I, it's on my bucket list for sure. Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Um, mm-hmm. this, this, this attraction, I think, you know, has so much behind it. So many people th- probably see this as their, one of their favorite attractions of this park. But there's so many good rides in Animal Kingdom now that that list is probably growing for a lot of people. It was first introduced in 2006. And, uh, I just think what, what, uh, what Disney has on this attraction is kind of funny. It says, Yeti or not, here he comes. Wander into the Tibet village at the base of Mount Everest and board a train to the top of the world. Beware. Some say a legendary snow monster lives deep in the mountain. After a steep ascent, your train picks up speed and races into the darkness. Without warning, a broken and twisted track appears in front of you. Brace yourself as you plummet backwards into total darkness. Dad would really hate this ride. Inside the cavern, the mythical tale comes true as you see the shadow of a massive growling beast. Race to escape the cursed mountain before the Yeti claims another expedition. 
Yeah. That's a really good description. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I just, I'm on it as you, as you read that. So this ride. Yeah. So like Nick said, bucket list. I would fast pass this one. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are maybe just listening to this episode and haven't listened to other episodes, what I mean by a fast pass and currently they're not available. Um, but what we mean by that is Disney, when you book with them, um, not with them, you can book with you know any travel agent, but when you stay on their property, they give you the advantage of having early access to what they call fast passes. And that means that essentially you get to quote unquote, skip the line. But sometimes the fast pass line can even be a little long, but it's definitely typically not like the length of the queue line. And this is a, this is one of the top attractions in the park. Um, So I highly would, I would recommend fast passing this one for sure. Unless you're going to rope drop it, but yes, it's a lot of fun. So we, I do have a story behind this ride. So we're, Tyler and I are not roller coaster people. <laughs> and hopefully I didn't just lose all of our listeners over it. But It's okay. I am. Um, My peeps. Yeah. So Nick, Nick can tell you about the more hardcore rides. But uh, so we are there super early. There's no line. Um, so we don't have really like, and by the way, the queue for this line is amazing. There's so much packed in there. Um, so I like going the fast pass, you might miss the amazing queue, but we've done both. And if you get stuck in the queue, then you, you definitely have a lot to look at. So we didn't really even have time to think about what we were doing. And we also didn't know much about it. So we had no idea that this ride went backwards, right? Um, so mm-hmm. here we are, and I remember like getting in the buck, like getting in your roller coaster seat uh, on your train, I guess. And then you know how they like lock you in. And as soon as we got locked in, Tyler looked at me and he was like, "What did I just do?" And it all just like it just like hit him about what was about to happen. Anyway, so poor Ty. Hopefully, you're not embarrassed of this story. But after the ride. We had to, we got off the ride and we got our picture. And I wonder if I'll post it because some of our ride pictures are actually pretty priceless. <laughs> um, and we actually had to sit down for a while in um, the gift shop. Oh, wow. Because because we, we were just so shook at our core. Like we were not expecting it to go backwards. Uh, we so people who are wondering about which projection of the yeti that we've seen mm-hmm. uh, it was the new one it was the new one so we never got to see the old one and apparently there are rumors that there is this secret if you are not terrified and you're really able to focus on the scene with the yeti and not think about the doom <laughs> that awaits you after he pushes you backwards but um the there's a bird and sometimes the bird is working and sometimes the bird is not. Um, so if you're interested in the bird, you could definitely look it up online. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the bird, this mysterious bird, or, um, I've just never been able to function enough to see it. So now I'll be looking for it. Mm. And, uh, 
yeah, going backwards in the dark is, uh, if you don't like that, I, I might skip this one. I, even though I say I'm not a roller coaster person, I actually really love this ride. <laughs> so if you're looking to try something new that isn't completely overwhelming, because I don't find anything at Disney other than like maybe that one where they go to Mars and you experience zero gravity, um, really pushes the limit of like, wow, that was too much. Mm. Uh, this ride is just right. Yeah, picture Tyler and I, and I think I even had to go buy like some sweets or something to like make our sugar go back up because it was just for people who never really rode much. Like it was quite the quite crazy <laughs> quite the experience. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's my, and then Tyler bought a Yeti um, to kind of remember how wild it was and how much fun it was, and that we conquered, you know, the Forbidden Mountain. Mm. So, highly recommend and highly recommend a fast pass as well. Yeah. So, long story short, do it. You'll do probably it. regret it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't eat, maybe. I think we did it on an empty stomach, too. Yeah. If you're nervous about that. That's right. So, um, we're going to skip from Asia to another place. Kind of random, but I guess makes sense with the theme of so Animal weird. Kingdom. <laughs> Um, with kind of, you know, extinct animals to present day animals to mythical animals, this would be kind of a nod to the extinct. And this is Dino Land, Dino Land USA. Mm -hmm. Um, Julie, you said you found something quite interesting just about this, this land. Um, what did you find? Well, it, I found the backstory because I always felt like now that I kind of understand that Animal Kingdom is broken up into mythological, extinct, and current animals, it makes sense that Dino Land is here. Uh, but for someone who is like a hardcore Disney animation fan um, and Pixar fan, Dino Land always kind of confused me. Okay. But uh, now that we know that, like, we're, we're going to share the backstory, and it's actually quite cute. So, do you want to read it, Nick? Because you're you have a better reading voice than I do. I'm sure. Dinoland USA originally started as a, a small highway town where an amateur fossil hunter found some dinosaur bones in 1947. After contacting some of the scientist friends, they gathered their money together to purchase the site, and since then, scientists volunteers and grad students have been living there trying to find answers about dinosaurs. The Dino Institute was founded and opened uh, the site as a fossil discovery park, an old fishing lodge on a property became the Restaurantosaurus. Oh gosh, please don't name any restaurant by that. Um, no, they do. There really yeah. is a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the Dino Institute and their partner at the research facility called Chronotech discovered how to warp vehicles through time and thus started doing time tours. Chester and Hester, two locals uh, who determined to make a quick buck and converted their gas station into a fossil souvenir shop. Not to be outdone by the Dino Institute, uh, they turned their parking lot into a small amusement park called Chester and Hester's Dino Rama, featuring their own version of a dinosaur named Primeval Whirl, 
they also added Triceratops bin in the midway games. So, and that's what was always confusing to me because they seem to have this. So Chester and Hester's Dinorama is very old school kind of carnival feel. Mm-hmm. So it never, it really never made sense to me and it felt very un-Disney. But now that I know that it was super intentional, it just makes it really funny. And so I sent Nick a video today of the prime, can you, I'm not gonna be able to. Primeval world. Yeah. Um, I think, or and I'm like, pr- why? I don't know. Prime Val? Prime Val? Prime Anyway, <laughs> I butcher names all the time. Um, when I watch, like, because I, I, when we went on this ride, um, it's pretty cute, and I'm not going to touch, maybe talk too much about it. It opened in April 18th. 2002 and it's like a spin and slide there if you've been to california in disneyland like uh goofy's flight or plane i know i might not be calling it the right thing but uh, it's a very similar uh track to that and feel to that so uh it's actually permanently closed and there's really no talk of reopening it but i was very curious about why it seemed to be this like knockoff version because it's the same storyline as Dinosaur, which mm. is the bigger ride in in Dino Land, USA. So but now I know it was super intentional and it's supposed to be really funny. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's lost I'm on really... a lot of people though, like yourself, like in- until like people actually go into it. And I, and I think in some some way, and maybe those who love Dino Land don't throw stones. Um, but I really think this is kind of like, you know, for the meantime, this is going to be here. I think dinosaurs is always going to be a part of the animal kingdom, but I can see them repurposing like this carnival themed area to a different part of animal kingdom that would, you know, say a new movie mm-hmm. comes out or, you know, what, what, what have you. Um, I think that this is kind of a placeholder for the time being and it being permanently closed. Um, I think just kind just, of just that, goes in that direction. Yeah, just that that one ride. Yeah. Triceratops Spin yep. is available. That one was opened on November 1st, 2001. And yep. if you like the looks of the Dumbo ride in Magic Kingdom. Or um, Magic Carpets. This, yep. Or the Magic Carpets, yeah. That's another good, good comparison. So maybe for little guys... Or, you know, even adults, if that's what you're into and you're not into super intense rides. This is really cute. Right. Yeah. And it takes you up. And then you can see, like, there's a good view from this ride. So it's definitely worth to go if that's what you're into. I would not fast pass this one. Yeah, don't fast pass that one. I mean, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't be that person. (laughs) I mean, unless it's, you know, maybe you're with little, little children and it's one of the only rides you'll get to ride and you don't really want to wait in line, I guess yeah. would be what I would use a fast pass for, for this one. Yeah, I agree. And now for the highlight. Yeah, formerly known as Countdown to Extinction. Bah, bah, bah. 
we know now as Dinosaur, which was renamed in the early 2000s to kind of depict uh, their movie that came out. Do you, you remember, Julie, as kids, um, McDonald's had like those dinosaur heads and you'd like put your hand in it and then you just like pretend your hand was like a, you know, T-Rex oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. I see those everywhere. Like maybe not now, but I remember... I mean, just this, <laughs> just seeing them everywhere, I think, just shows, you know, the popularity of this. Um, right. And maybe how much people like McDonald's. and uh, But we won't get into that. Um, to, to, to nod, <laughs> That's a different episode. <laughs> to nod to the old name, Countdown to Extinction, you'll notice that the rovers that you go into in this ride say CTX on it. Um, just to kind of give a, a nod to the old name. Um, but very much the same ride kind of exists with, with minor tweaks, I think. Um, so this is a ride that kind of takes you uh, through a prehistoric, to- prehistoric tour in the dark to save dinosaurs from extinction. And uh, it says, a race against time and a pantheologist recruits you for a secret mission to bring a 3.5 ton iguanodon back to the present uh, there's just one problem the giant meteor that wiped out life on earth is on its way so um, this might be some somewhat scary for little kids because it includes loud noises dark and menacing menacing dinosaurs but um, if your kid likes dinosaurs it's definitely a, a must for sure so <laughs> Tyler's like are you going to tell this story? Um, I guess I have to. So I love how you said scary for little kids. So in the queue, I feel like I have to do story time. Story time. Two things that scare me the most are is like the apocalypse. Any movie about it, like any meteor, any like terrifying. Also terrified of dinosaurs. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So me, so here I am, I wait in line, we go to the queue area and typically they debrief you with like a movie, right? So I think I was fine until they were like, oh, and you're racing against this meteor. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's terrifying. So I'm okay. And then you see the, they always give you this, like the last exit before the ride, you know, before it would be super uncomfortable for you to turn around. And then I had to start panicking and I looked at Ty, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but the thing with Disney is like, they have to write things like, you know, um, jarring, dark. Um, like the words they use, I find sometimes are more overwhelming than what it actually is. But I know they have to put those warnings, they're important. Um, but when you read them, like all the caution, you're like, oh man, maybe this is more intense than I can actually deal with. So I, so this little girl, she was two, she was crying um, and her parents removed her from the ride and we followed her. (laughs) I couldn't do it the first time that we waited in the queue. So I did it the second time. I don't think I opened my eyes at all. There's actually a photo of me of just like my head's down um, <laughs> so I think that it was the third time that we wrote it, which might've been actually like the next trip. I actually c- 
could keep my eyes open for most of it. Nice. So like, that's my experience with this, <laughs> with this ride. Um, so it's actually a similar track or may even be like the same ride just reskinned as the Indiana Jones in California. Oh, cool. So for people who are going to be, because I think I'm hearing a lot of talk of people wanting to visit, you know, if their normal park is Disneyland, they want to visit Disney World and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. So if you like Disney, Disney, <laughs> if you like Dinosaur, then you'll also like the Indiana Jones. Personally, I and think I'd I- like Indiana Jones a little bit better just because I'm just such a huge fan of you know, both Steven Spielberg and um, George Lucas and they're directing because I just like I like I like love those films um but I also will check out Dinosaur as well so right I think I'll actually like it when I'm not feeling like the pressure of the apocalypse right like I think I'll I'll also like to do it in Disneyland um unfortunately when we were there I didn't get to ride it for for reasons okay yes (laughs) Um, and, and I think in some way, reminding yourself, if you're the adult in the group, that it is just a ride. Everything's going to mm-hmm. be okay. I think it's, <laughs> it's important <laughs> as well. I just um, take things too seriously, Nick. That's all. Yeah, I get right. really into it. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the last land? Oh, yes. Okay. So this is... Uh, my, our mother really just calls Animal Kingdom the place where Avatar is, um, mm-hmm. and she's a huge Avatar fan. And so we are going to that part, place of the park. And I just have to say, you know, just watching some of the documentaries on how they actually built the floating rock mountain in Pandora, like hats off. I don't even know how you guys pulled that off, but thank you. And it this is, is so beautiful. Yeah. It's last on our list because it was the last kind of made um, and it premiered in 2017. And so the first one is Navi River Journey. Um, and it's kind of a mystic, mystical river ride. Uh, it, it, it beckons you to feel a sense of wonder as the full beauty of the extraordinary dreamscape unfolds before your eyes. And so. It's kind of a cool, um, dark ride that kind of shows you the beauty uh, of the rainforest, the bioluminescent rainforest, and the search of the Navi Shaman of songs. So, can you you imagine what a mouthful? Bioluminescent. And it really is. Um, Like, yes, some people are like, oh, you know, it's just another boat ride. Right. But it's so beautiful. You're getting the smells and the scents, you're getting the music, you're getting what it like a glimpse of what it would be like to take an actual boat through like the world of Avatar. Right. Pandora at nighttime. Yeah, I agree. Like everything everything is lit up. It's it's beautiful, it's interactive, like it's it's so beautiful. Um so the pickle with the fast so like so here's the thing and it maybe they'll change it when fast pass gets released but the way it was 
is because Pandora is a new world, you could fast pass the Navi River Journey or Avatar Flights of Passage. Right. So depending on your family dynamic, like for example, the kids would do very well on the Navi River Journey, whereas there is a height cutoff, right, for Avatar Flight of Passage. So it depends on, you know, kind of what you're looking for, depending on which ride you would you would fast pass here. Yeah. But I agree. Well, and Nick got to watch a video that I found that I thought did a really good job at capturing what this ride would be like. So, like, what did you think? Did, did I ruin it? For, well, I know you like when you can see all the things, but, like, what did you think? You ruined it. Um, yeah. I've, ruined I've, seen, it. I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it looks like a beautiful... Um, if you're reflective, if you wanted kind of a cooler break from your day, if you wanted kind of some time to relax and, and still have, like, sensory overload, I think it's kind of the right the right ride for you to just experience. I, I wouldn't mind going on it to experiencing it. So. Right. Yeah. But, but you're right. The next one is kind of um, obviously a little bit more crazy. Avatar Flight of Passage, which very much kind of represents. I love how Disney kind of takes kind of past technology and kind of makes it new. So, right. so a, lot, a lot of people compare this to Epcot's Soarin'. Mm-hmm. Whereas the difference between this one um, is you feel like you're riding on the back of a banshee. And so um, amazing aerial adventure awaits, says Disney. Board your own mountain banshee and embark on a thrilling expedition where interstellar explorers like you get up and close to look at its moon's incredible landscape. Bonding with the Banshee is a crucial step in the life of a Navi hunter on Pandora, and flighting on the back of one of the of these powerful creatures is an important rite of passage. Now, as a visitor of Pandora, you finally have a chance to test yourself like a Navi. So, pretty cool. I've heard some really interesting things about this ride. Like, it, you feel like the the ride vehicle is actually breathing, so it's really immersive and different things like that. And just how, you know, the Disney um, Imagineers could tilt the ride vehicle just a little bit to make it feel like you're falling is pretty cool. Um, but have you been on this, Julie? Uh, yes, several times. Because it is it is probably, and I say that, you know, into like watch Tron and all those new rides that are coming out be absolutely amazing so this is probably aside from Soren, and Soren to me is more of an experience than a ride in my opinion yeah i feel like people could fight me about that but like that's just how i view Soren. this compared to other rides is my absolute favorite like i mm. would wait like when we went, because we went almost right after it opened, and of course we did not get a fast pass for it because they, you know, as soon as they went up, they were gone. And we rope dropped it. And that was the only way that we were going to get on it because when we rope dropped it and came out, the wait time was already two and a half hours. 
And I'm talking like we woke up at 5 a.m. The park didn't open till seven. And we waited in line, in line to get like into the park for two hours. Right. Just to not have to wait when we when we got in. Um it, it like like Nick said, if you can focus on like for me, the first time I wrote it, it was just so sensory overload that I didn't even realize that my motorcycle could breathe. So that's what it kind of looks like when you go in, like it looks like a motorcycle, but then you you don't even really remember you're on it because like you have yeah. your 3D glasses, you're having this 3D experience, you're getting splashed in the face with water, you're getting all the scents. And I always tell everyone, you know, that's my favorite scent, even from like the Magic Candle Company. Um, you can actually buy the oil at Disney that mirrors the scent of this ride. Like it is just so amazing. And the queue. So like the queue is this interactive experience as well. So I mean, even if you are waiting, once you get inside, like they're entertaining you from the moment you get in because you have to make an avatar, right? So they scan your body, you get your avatar made, and then you get to, you know, kind of connect with your Banshee, which is really amazing. Like I would, (laughs) and the wait times for this ride went up as high as like four and a half hours. Yeah, it's crazy. And I would wait that like, that would be worth it to me. It might not be worth it if, if you're just getting to go to Disney once a year or once a lifetime um, to wait that long. The rides, ha- like now that other things have opened at Disney World since then, it is the wait time has been much better. Right. Um, but if this is like this would be out of the two of them, like if Navi River Journey meets your family needs better, then absolutely fast past that. But if if your if your needs if you're just like a couple or everyone in your family is the right height or even if you're gonna do child swap um then this would be the one to fast pass out of the two of them in my opinion yeah no i agree no that's awesome and um this is a bit of a longer episode than normal and so um, we're sorry for that, but that just goes to show how many amazing, great rides there are at um, Animal Kingdom. If you know that sound, it means that this podcast is coming to a close. We just want to say thank you to all those who are newly watching. We hope that you continue to watch and be a part of our Facebook community and our private Facebook group. If you have any questions, you can email us or just reach out to us on our Facebook page or uh, Facebook group as well. We just want to say thank you to those who have been watching uh, or listening as loyal listeners. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to produce some some different stuff in the future. Now that uh, I have a different career going on, we have a little bit more time to think about things and hopefully bring some more exciting things your way. So we're excited for that. Um, As always, if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, please leave us a review. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more uh, the, the algorithm favors our podcast. And so if you're a fan and you want to kind of bring your level of fandom to the next level, we're not asking you to pay us or do anything crazy like that. Just a simple review and let us know what you truly feel in a euphemistic way. Um, this is, I don't know, I think it's the 19th episode, so kind of crazy. 
Um, but we just want to welcome you to the fam and continue to welcome all those to the fam that have been with us. Until next time. And so our journey comes to an end, but yours continues on. Grab a hold of your dreams and make them come true, for you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go and let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after. <laughs>